Hey everybody, it's Avery and I want to welcome you guys to my podcast, The Leap of Faith. Today we have with us Latazia, aka Tazzy, who is going to be bringing some insight and clarity on the topic, You Are the Mountain. Now, when I told Tazzy this topic, Tazzy was like, I'm having some trouble <laughs> with the parameters of this topic. And I was like, yes, yeah, intentional, you know, go see God, face so God could tell her what it is that he have for her people, his people. Because when I got this topic in my spirit, guys, it could have come from so many different ways. But I was interested to hear what it is that she would bring to us. So let me just give Tazi a little moment to introduce herself. Tazi is the daughter of an airline owner. <laughs> Go ahead, Tazi, tell us about yourself. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Latazia Brown. Yes, I am the daughter of an airline owner. I hope too many, not, I hope not a lot of people hear that, but um, I work at Bahamas Air. Uh, I'm 25, and um, I guess I'll just give a little synopsis about me and Avery's friendship. I met her at church, Whole Armor Ministries International. Oop, oop. Um, when I first met Avery, uh, she wasn't really my favorite person, let me just say that. I thought she was very obnoxious and annoying and she'd be doing too much. And after a while, I became, I got to realize that, okay, Avery is something like me. (laughs) And after a while, (laughs) after a while, I was like, okay, sorry, I didn't know you. said you're obnoxious? You're obnoxious? Oh yeah, I can be very much obnoxious. (laughs) Sorry, go on. But um, yeah, after a while, you know, she, she grew on me a lot and we became very, very close. Uh, you know, we talked almost every day and I love her so much. I love you too. You know, it's real friendship when you could tell the person, uh, you know, my first thought of you was you were gay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. We know it's all love. We could be honest with each other definitely so tazzy yes ma'am what is what does that mean you are the mountain what does that mean well just like you said a few moments ago in the introduction uh you are the mountain that could go that could range from any avenue like you said um but for me you are the mountain means that you know, sometimes we are strong, um, but just as a mountain is, let me see, because I, I want to go in a certain avenue without bringing up the other avenues. I got you. But we could, we could explore all avenues, you know. We're not, limi- we're not limited here. That's true. Okay. So the first avenue would be you know, sometimes we are that obstacle that tends to stand in our own way. In our own way, we are the weapon that sometimes forms against ourselves. You know, we be praying, "Let not the weapon form. No weapon shall form against us." Time now, we be that weapon. Yeah, that's one of the avenues that I that I one of the aspects I was looking at it from. Okay, let's dive into that us being the weapon that formed against ourselves. I love that because just like you say, we always praying against the weapons that form, you know, we know they ain't gonna prosper, but we know that they form. How is it that we form our own weapons 
towards ourselves? Like, what are some of the things that we do that we are our own mountains? I know sometimes mentally getting into a depressive state or telling ourselves that we can't do something when God already told us we can do all things through him. What is it? What does mm-hmm. that mean for us when we are, we are that weapon, that form? Yeah, well, definitely obedience is one of them because, you know, we are deliberately going against what God has said and blocking the blessings that he has for us or maybe God is trying to speak to us and we are blocking our voice, blocking out his voice and hardening our hearts toward whatever he is trying, whatever we are trying to perceive from him. Um, other ways that we are the weapons that form just putting ourselves in certain situations and then, you know, going and crying back to God, oh God, save me out of this situation. And then we go right back and do it again and again, you know, fucking our toe until we finally learn, you know, from that situation. Other ways is, um... Wait, sorry, let's slow down a bit. I hope I don't cause you lose your train of thought, but... You definitely did, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. But I, I wanted to dive deep because we have to help somebody. This this is for somebody because honestly, I, I did think about, you know, us being our own mountain, and us being our own stumbling block. But I like how you put it, like, we are the weapon that form. And like you said, us putting ourselves in situations and asking God to bring us out and he delivers us and he brings us out. We've experienced great breakthrough but we put ourselves back in this situation. What is it that brings us back to the situation, in your opinion? Um, basically, just a desire to do our own thing. You know, uh, the flesh don't ever, 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 never get saved. So most times we just give in to what our flesh wants. And, you know, most times it's when we pick at that wound, it's mostly the actual desires of our hearts because if I come to you right now with you know a joint and I say if you want some you can look at me and you probably just slap me and say Kazi come come don't come around me you know but if I go to someone else who is probably having a hard time with addiction trying to get over that mountain you know that's temptation that's something that weakens them per se you know that's their kryptonite you know so it basically most times the mountains or the things that are forming against ourselves is actually the true desires of our heart. Wow. Yes. Our heart's desires. And I, I, I don't know if you heard, but on another podcast, I did talk about, you know, our hearts. And as a man, what is in our heart comes out of our bodies and our actions. But do you think um, another thing, too, in addition to our heart's desires is the, I guess, the warmth and comfort that what we know brings the familiarity of things us just know well we know the joint can calm us down versus singing praises and worshiping god we know um that alcohol is gonna numb us to the pain of whatever trauma we went through versus seeking you know his faith reading our bible or getting some help from therapy I, I think, well, what do you think? I think our idea of being comfortable is, is a, I guess, 
contributor to us being our own weapon or us forming the, those mm-hmm. I don't think it's more of comfort. I think it's more of the feeling, um, the erotic feeling we we get when we succumb to these desires, you know. Um, sin will always feel good. Now the desire of our heart, mm, it don't always have to be a sin per se, but you know, most times it is. Um, I think it's just the feeling, the erotic feeling that we get from it. Um, not really so much comfort, but I guess you can say comfort for lack of a better word, in terms of, you know, most of us, we did not grow up saved. So we've been sinning all our life. I've been tw- sinning for what, that's 23, 23 years. So for me, and I brought up the um, the scenario of smoking because I know I was a smoker, you know, and that was something God quickly delivered me from. So if someone was to come to me and, you know, ask me if I wanted to smoke, I wouldn't even be tempted. You know, I could smell it now. I could smell the best of the best now and not be tempted, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I don't think it's more of comfort being in the sin, but it's the comfort of knowing that I was once used to this. And when I and because of the fact that I know I used to do this and I'm trying to pull away from it it feels so good to do it all over again because we're used to it. Right. So mm-hmm. I guess, um, well, my advice to somebody from what I'm getting, you're saying is to try to avoid those things that you once had an issue with that until you are strong enough to, you know, be around them. And because firstly, we don't want, we don't want to judge people in a sense that we want them to feel hated or hatred from us because as children of God, we're supposed to love and we're supposed to love regardless of the fact. However, we are supposed to um, bring about revelation and bring about people, the, the, I guess, let me see, what word am I looking for? The inquisitiveness of wanting to know who our God is, like who we serve based on the life. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, you before we get back into what you heard one of the areas that God would have revealed to me you are the mountain could have come from and a lot of people may not think about it but are you that mountain for somebody else are you that person or that thing that is stopping somebody to come into the knowledge and truth of God or stopping somebody to come fully into the knowledge and truth of God and honestly, um, me and you would have already spoke. However, when I told you that topic, like, because I, I have a few topics um, written out in my notes. But when you asked me and I was looking through and I was praying for guidance, this one came out. And literally, you know, we decided when we was going to record which was supposed to be tomorrow, but we're doing it today. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With no notes. <laughs> okay, it's okay. But um, yesterday I was listening to Corinthians, right? Because I started just playing the Bible and listening to it as I go through my daily life. Like I'd listen to podcasts and I'd listen to 
um, praise and worship songs, but I started to listen to the Bible and I started in Romans, but I fell asleep listening and then ended up going into Corinthians. And when I woke up, I started to listen and that's where it pulled up. And let me tell you how God spoke through Paul. And I, I'll find the exact scripture I want to say because I believe it was in seven. He talked about, I guess, basically telling the church of Corinth the stupidness and foolishness that they were doing. Now, I know me and you had a conversation about something that was less holy than we would think, right? Mm-hmm. What it was, was Paul telling the church what it was that they were doing wrong you know and mm-hmm. he 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 was not happy about it he let them know and he didn't want to fe- let them feel any type of way you know he let them know that he was doing it from love but what do you think about that mm-hmm. with us being believers and us being children of god being able to identify some of the things in in the lives of others that they may be doing that is not so holy and it's not to say that you know i'm judging you because that's what paul said i'm not judging you because only god can judge but you know i and i'm gonna find the exact scripture but while i do that i'm gonna let you talk what is it what are your thoughts on that us staying silent for lack of better words for peace or to not hurt somebody's feelings and letting them live a way that is less so pleasing to god Well, you know me, I'm going to tell you about your bad self, but you know, (laughs) I'm always going to do it with love, Um, mainly because I, um, you know, I I don't judge first and foremost, you know, when I see certain things that I am not pleased with, it's all because I know God is not pleased with it, you know, and when we stay silent, uh, it gives, how can I say this? You know, when we stay silent, it's not mainly because of the fact that, you know, we condone, you know, what this person is doing or standing in the way of sinners, but it's sometimes rather difficult, especially in terms of speaking to someone whom you don't really have a relationship with, uh, a close relationship with, it can be a a bit tricky and difficult because you don't want this person to think you're judging. You don't want them to think you're condemning them. Uh, Basically, you don't want them to get offended. So most times we feel as though it's better to not say anything than to say something at all and potentially, you know, offend this person and they get upset at us, you know, because I've been in that situation before, whereas I wanted to say something to, to, to someone really badly, you know, but me and them are not that close. And it'll always, of course, it'll be easier to say something to someone who you have great rapport with, you know, a close relationship with. And I chose not to say anything because you never know how people will take it. But at the same time, we shouldn't really be concerned with that because once our approach is sincere and out of love, right? you know, we shouldn't really be concerned about how they will take it because the word also speaks about us planting the seed and, you know, God doing the rest. So once we 
chast not really chastise but you know speak to that person out of love you know it is up to god to do the rest right i completely agree um, because everything that we do, we want to do it in love. And we don't want nobody to feel offended because a lot of people, as we know, like to claim church hurt or the church. Mm-hmm. But I, what, so, what, I, 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 I be so mad when I hear that. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But, you know, that's what people say um, because your boyfriend hurt you and you're still with him, you know. But anyway, that's another story for another day. But what is it that hurt you? Because your main thing should be to get right in God. And if this, if this rebuke was such hurt, what, what, what do you want? I, I feel like some people in the body of Christ are looking for people to pacify them and mm-hmm. give them a pat on the back for the mediocre things that they are doing for the less than holy things that we are, we are doing to turn a blind eye to some of the things that you are doing. Whereas I've, I'm come, I'm coming the name of the lord in love mm-hmm. to correct these issues and if you can't see the faults in your issues because people mean thing is and i oh, this has set me crazy um that i should accept you no matter what you is this is what they like to say you as a christian you're supposed to be love like mm-hmm. i love you with the love of god to the moon and back but your sin it, it 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 does not make me happy and i i mm-hmm. want the best for you and the best for you would be eternal life so tell me why is it that i i i am getting grief from you from opening your eyes to these things that may not be pleasing especially when you you know being in church you're saying you're trying to get better i'm not telling you you have to i, I don't know live well you should be living like jesus right but i'm not telling you like okay from today on you decide to give your life from christ you need to you need to live early like boom it's it's a trying it's a trying thing Mm -hmm. every day we have to repent for our sins every day we have to Mm -hmm. crucify our flesh like it's not Mm -hmm. one snap thing and you're done it's a a yeah it's not an overnight process right so if you get if i see you getting comfortable i mean you're supposed to be cool we're supposed to be sisters in christ we're supposed to be brothers in christ we're supposed to be family and our number one goal is to love god and you know live life as christ would why are you getting mad at me because i'm telling you something so i don't know in in an uh, effort uh-huh. to i guess try to stray away from being silent in something what are what do you think are some of the ways that we can do i know sometimes we don't want to offend nobody and we for for peace sake we leave things alone but are there any ways that we can practically, because I'm saying this practically, not in just, or oh, you could try this, but like, you know, we know the circumstances. We know we ain't that cool with that person. But how, how can mm-hmm. we tell somebody something in love? Like, what are practical ways that we can do this? What do, what do you think about that? Okay, well, to, to respond to what you said before the question, um, you know, I totally agree with everything you said. And in that aspect, people, that, that is when people become the weapon that forms against themselves because, hey, you know, here we are, we are encouraging you. We are coming to you with love, um, you know, and trying to tell you, hey, I don't think you should do this. Maybe you should, you should put down that and pick up this. And the desires of their heart are so strong you know to do what is not right 
they become hardened to the truth, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, practical ways that we can speak to people. Um, boy, I've tried them all. <laughs> I, I <have laughs> but what were you trying, Tazi? Tell me, what were you trying? You're trying to say you tried them and they oh. didn't work? Like, what did you try and work? <laughs> And just for, for jokes, what did you try and it didn't work? So we could know what not to do. <laughs> okay, um, I'll speak from my from from a work aspect, you know. Um I almost want to say I'm the only safe person in Bahamasville. I'm just wow. kidding. <laughs> but I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, you know, when I speak to my friends and the conversation would be going good, you know, we'd be talking about um, something work-related or, you know, watching a TikTok, you know, something, and they would just go left with, um, you know, something that I don't agree with, and I'd be like, aha, gotcha, perfect <laughs> moment, because, you know, I just don't swoop in, I don't swoop in like an eagle and, you know, just go out jump out the ah, Jesus 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 yeah you know I am not that kind of person at all you know and people they don't receive well you know when when they feel like they don't have free will to choose something else you know you have to you know bring it in yeah, smoothly yeah you know you gotta be forceful but smooth I got you you know and I would be like okay gotcha perfect time and you know I'd say well I'd start off with a little choke or, you know, just push it in there. You know, hey, what you're doing isn't right. You know, guardian, please. You know, you know, everybody is saying, guardian, please. Um, and they would, most people, they try to test you, especially those that are not safe. They try to test you and see how strong you are in your faith one and see how quick it is that they can break you you know, but I, I, I am not easily offended. If you tell me about myself today, I'm going to come back tomorrow and say it again, you know, <laughs> and they would, they, they, they respect me, but at the same time, they also want me to respect that they are a sinner and they are comfortable with it. And I can't knock you if that's what you want, but I know what you need at the end of the day. So I'm not, I'm never, I'm not going to stop speaking to you. I'm never going to stop, you know, sharing the gospel with you. I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna stop, but I know how far to take it. You know, I, I, if I see them literally, especially, you know, they also like to use the word of God to, to suit what they're doing, you know, their sin, just like how you said, they would say, oh, well, then you as a Christian, you're supposed to love me. How I am, I love you just as you are, but you are not the sin that you, you are not the sin that you do. The sin may be within you, yes, but you are not the sin. You are more than that. And guess we love they you. are like the sin. Yeah. The Bible never said nothing but love and the sin. It said to love you. Yeah, love exactly. You. Love you. Exactly. Um, and people who are saved, um, I feel as though people who are saved, you know, they get more offended than the actual sinners for me. Wow, you mean for like me. correct them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, you know, um, mostly because they feel like they could also serve God and do what they want at the same time, whereas a sinner, they just sinning, you know, 
sinners, they also like to profess the name of God. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this and that. You know, God has me this and that. But their lifestyle says different. But with someone who is saved, you know, they profess God more, but they still hide their sins. Right. If that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. So with a with a sinner, you know, they sin um out in the open, yeah. but you know, they thank God uh minusculely, but uh someone who's saved, you know, they profess God more and they tend to think, well, oh well, who this is telling me what to do and what I can do. You know, and they they tend to they just I don't know, they just be a little, little too feelingsy for me. And that's not how it should be. Like you should be able to open to rebuke and chastisement. Right. right. Like ain't nobody here perfect. It's okay. Nobody's perfect. Jesus, only per- perfect person that walked this earth, you know. Mm-hmm. And you should be glad because sometimes we don't see what it is that we're doing. Sometimes we're blind to the fact that we we are the mountain in our life. Mm-hmm. We are the we may be the mountain in somebody else's life. We are blind to this fact. So if you have brought this insight to me that I may have not seen, why am I? I should be like, thank you, sis. I because really- they know what they're doing. And they mad that you see them and they mad that you call them out on it. Yeah, but no, we can't be like that. So we live in that in 2022, okay? In 2023, we are accepting what it is that we are doing. We are taking our faults and we are turning them into rights. We are going to glorify God in this season. Amen. Right. So that's two different aspects. Latazia, is there anything else you would like to give? But before you start talking, <laughs> you know, we on this freeze. So we, I don't know if you saw, we got four minutes. So at a minute, we're going to cut and come back in if need be. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Give me two more seconds. Let me just see what it's I have to say. Mm-hmm. I recorded something. So you all can go outside and say it's all I want. As you can see me here. Something. Sorry. Okay, now we are back. So yeah, Tazi, what are your yeah. thoughts on the other aspects of these mountains in our lives that we may be? Well, um, the other aspect would be, you know, our faith. You know, the word references our faith to that of a mountain. If our faith is as small. small- Mustard seed, mm-hmm. we can tell that mountain move and get out of our way. And it'll move. Yes, but our faith doesn't have to be big faith, but it could be, It you know, it has to have some sort of substance, you know, what's the substance of your faith? What is the substance of your faith? That's what you're asking me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you was asking a rhetorical question, now I'm asking you. What is the substance of your faith? What is the substance that we need to have in faith so that we could tell this mountain move and it'll move? Well, the substance of my faith is the word of God. Um, Knowing that whatever he said will come to pass, even if it doesn't look like it right now, 
you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the absence of things not seen. And that's basically much, you know, faith seeing without believing. And I believe if God, God who holds his word above his name said something, then it will come to pass. You know, even when, when all I see around me is despair and discouragement, I know that his word, and I keep saying his word because whatever God speaks, he will do it. He is not a man that he should lie. Right. And that is the substance of my faith. You know, God has spoken uh, a few things over my life. And I mostly would second guess and be like, God, me? For true? Nah, you know, but growing and hearing the word of God um, preached at church, you know, it really builds my faith to know that, just like I said, whatever God has spoken, it will to come to pass, no matter what it looks like, no matter what you see from what you can see, you know, always trust in his word because it will come to pass. Amen. So that tells me that your faith, however little it may be, is sufficient for you to move a mountain. So if you have no faith, that's one of the reasons why you are your own mountain. We need to build up our faith. And that was one thing inside this new season that I know I was going to have. I wasn't worrying how things were going to get done. I wasn't worrying how things look. I wasn't worrying about provisions. I was settling in my faith that it's going to happen. So, yeah, we were talking about your faith being that mountain in your life, your faith being why you don't have some of the things that were promised to you your faith being some of the well the reason why there are some stumbling blocks and footholds and strongholds in your life our faith is based literally well our lives are based literally on our faith that we believe that jesus died Mm -hmm. so our faith is everything and if you can't believe that one simple thing and if you believe that Jesus literally been inside a grief for three whole days and you can't believe that God is going to do something for you after he didn't raise up from the dead. I think something wrong with your faith. Because you don't believe mm-hmm. in God. Because how you could believe somebody dead, wake up, Jesus that is, for your sins. Not just, he just died because we know Lazarus died and Jesus woke him up, Right? So we saying that we believe that this person died and literally died for our sins so that we wouldn't go to hell or perish that we may have everlasting life. You can't believe God will do some things for you. What is your faith based on? Like what is what really is the substance of your faith? Mm-hmm. Gotta check that. But you know, when our faith should go on. sorry. No, go ahead. Um I was about to say our faith should be based on the messenger as opposed to the message, you know, because um, like I had said before the break, my faith is based on God's word, you know, and sometimes when I hear the word or the prophetic word, I should say, you know, I would then look to myself and be like, Harvey, you ain't. You ain't you 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 ain't worthy of this, you know. With with all this with God saying, "Oh, I'd be like, Tazi, you know, God, you know." And in that moment, it's not me looking to God, but 
that's me looking to myself you know and my faith is not based on my in myself but it's based in god you know so, so our, our, our faith should always be anchored in who said it you know the messenger and not just the message the message can be self-perceived but the messenger who said it he never lies well i think that was one of the reasons too um because god uses people we know that but that's one of the reasons why we have to test the spirit with the spirit because everybody don't be coming from god like some people have this self thing like they ve- they're very selfy very agreed yeah it's not to glorify God in any way, shape, or form, but it's to glorify them. Because we know that mm-hmm. um, Pharaoh's, whatever they were, whatever, whatever were they warlocks, magicians, whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they were able to do some of the things that Moses did. And that's why we have mm-hmm. to be also careful about some of the things that we allow into our spirit as well in regards to prophecies. Um, and sometimes it in well, let me just say that Paul, you, you remember what Paul said about prophecy? Yes, I do. Well, tell me. He said, well, Paul said an, uh, uh, a number of things about prophecies. He said that we all are able to prophesy. Truth? If you're looking for more, I cannot remember. <laughs> Okay, but something else. What he, said about, what he said about prophecy is, uh, it should uplift, right? It should uplift you. Mm-hmm. It should be, it should bring glory to God. Like those are some of the things about prophecy. Like prophecy, um, it shouldn't always be gloomy and weary. So if you always prophesying towards people and it's just doom, like I think you need to check yourself because that that's not, you know, what's supposed to be. Agreed. Well, that's another aspect to look at it. But when I said do not trust the messenger, I mean do not trust the message. You know, I wasn't speaking. Um, no, I just said to that. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I don't want people to think like you know I'm against prophecy or anything. No, no, no. I I didn't get that at all. I didn't get that at all. But what I did get was that it should be biblically based. It should be based on His Word, and that's what you believe it on. Like once it aligned with what it is that He said for you in your life that I offer it. Um, yes, because you could read a book and I could read a book and the message that we get are uh, two different things. You know, that's why I said it's um right? self-perceived. Self-perceived. We, now, we must not trust the message that we get ourselves, but trust in the one who said it, which is God. Right. And not even just the whole book. We could read the same scripture. You could read scripture two, Genesis two, and two. And get something different from what I got. <laughs> and that's just the, the beauty about it. Um, mm-hmm. But that reminds me, like, I didn't say what the scripture was. And so I just kind of backtracked to that just for a quick second, just so I could actually say it because I said that I would find it while you mm-hmm. spoke. And it wasn't even 2 Corinthians. Lucky. It was 1 Corinthians 5 and 9 through 13. And he said, When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. But I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or are greedy or cheat people or worship idols. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. I meant that you are to not associate 
with anyone who claims to be a believer yet indulges in sexual sin or is greedy or worship idols or is abusive or is a drunkard or cheats people. Don't even eat with such people. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it is certainly your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. God will judge those on the outside, but as the scripture says, you must remove the evil person from among you. And they were um, quoting Deuteronomy 17 and 7. And that just reminded me that when you said um, the outsiders, I guess, the believers who don't, the believers who haven't given their life to Christ as yet, I guess, or the atheists, like they're a little more receptive than the people in church. Mm-hmm. You tell them certain things but honestly and then oh people like to say you know you're supposed to judge god's supposed to judge now nah, y'all stop it because god also said we can bring right. forth a righteous judgment there it is but then that also goes to making sure and this this is how we have to make sure you can't go to people telling them they're doing something wrong and you're doing the same wrong sin right mm-hmm. so that that we make sure we have to make sure that we're an alignment with God, make sure that we take the beam out of our own eyes because I think they forget this part. Like, I could judge you. I just have to make sure my dog steps straight first. Yes. But once you live in life in a, in a way that is pleasing to God, like, you should be able to bring clarity to somebody else who may be falling short of his glory. Like, that is one of the rights and privileges as a believer who is living in right standing. So I say all that to say, like, stop getting mad when people call you out on your foolishness, you know, <laughs> especially if you see them living upright. And I mean, you nitpicking and trying to find something to judge them on for your own petty reasons. Mm-hmm. You heard that just now? The computer? I definitely did. Is it mine or the <laughs> Whose is it? Is it mine? I didn't. I think that I think that's you. Okay, let me let me fix that. I think that would be important. Okay, so yeah, I fixed that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry about that. But yeah, where we going now with this Tazi? Well, I I have led the directions two times, so I think it's you, ma'am. Two times. What count <laughs> <laughs> you doing? <laughs> I give a whole insight. That's fine. You were going to ask the question. I'd love to answer it. You can cause me forget now. Oh, um, what does you are the mountain mean to you? Well, what is your insight? And it, it's so, it's so much. Just like you said, it's, it's us being our own mountain, us being our own stumbling block, and then us being the mountain in other people's lives, stopping them to come from Christ. Like, and and I mean that in the the best way possible when you talk about people who act like they're saved but they are above reproach, mm-hmm. but people literally looking at them like they stupid <laughs> because they act in all holy but they live in a less than righteous life, and that that scares some people. I was scrolling mm-hmm. Facebook and I saw something where. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what they said. Oh, oh yeah. This person was trying to find friends in the Bahamas. They just moved to the Bahamas. 
And it's like, where, we, where do you find decent people? <laughs> right? And somebody commented church. And they was like going in on this person who said church because it's like, you ain't gonna find nobody decent there. And it's like, wow, like this would the church come to that people believe that they can't even find decent people. And I can't even feel bad. You see, you see them people out there being mountains to other people finding their way in God, like finding the truth and the light because they're looking at you hypocritically and mm -hmm. saying, you got to be out your mind <laughs> <laughs> to think that I can come anywhere there you when you live in like the way you live in like I is a whole sinner and I live in better than you I is a whole sinner and I doing more than you right I mean some people find it so hard to even give to people who in need like you have this abundance and you would not even give like and, and I don't mean to say you need to give to the point where you can't even live for yourself but if you have excess that you can help somebody that needs help why aren't you doing it it's crazy mm -hmm. and and that's a mountain in itself people are looking at you and and thinking like if that's what god is i probably don't need god like that because i owe you helping people who these people ain't even helping it's crazy mm -hmm. it's crazy yeah and you know the, the the minute you give your life to god and you know you profess the name of jesus christ like literally within a snap of a finger eyes are on you you know people are watching you because they want to see how are you better than the Christians that I know right. who still who still um living like sin um five five days to seven days of the week and still going to church? Or are you one of these Christians that really mean God for real and you know living apart from the ones who living like sin seven days of the week, you know? They yeah. they 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 want to determine, okay, yeah, which one you could be. <laughs> They just they probably got a pool going on. Oh, he she can be back in the world in three weeks. Mm -hmm. Three weeks. Like I know, you know, and that's crazy. It is. I know, but them. But the scariest thing to me, oh my God, would be the hair. Apart from me, I know you not. Like hold on, wait. You sure? Lenny, I'm gonna be like, you sure? For true. You sure, God? You ain't know me. Um. I was to church every Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You sure you ain't know me? You should know me. You should know me. I, I, I got the best hallelujah in the church. You ain't see my arrow <laughs> pulley. You ain't see when I get the Holy Spirit how I put my hands back. Eh? You sure you don't know me? You know? But that that's one of the scary... Oh, that's, one of the, that's one of the scariest things to either die and hear that or have the rapture happen and and you ain't even going to glory my lord i'll be one of the I, I have one for sure i want me like sure i don't want to hear that fuck that wouldn't be that would be one of the times you reach you wish a pastor could pray you into heaven and be like oh <laughs> mm -hmm. right. i don't know if you watched the live yesterday i did i did <laughs> did you watch the live yesterday it was amazing. You mean, you mean the the crossover uh service, or you mean Sunday morning service? Which... Um, that'll be Sunday morning service. No, I didn't watch it. Sorry, what happened? Sorry, I'm sorry. The crossover, my bad. Focus my with the play. I watched it. Yes, that was the most funniest thing that I have seen. 
in my life because it, it it was so true it was mm-hmm. it was funny but it was so true like a lot of people judging you and and oh my god they all about doing the same thing first of all y'all better leave me alone if y'all see me uh smoking a joint or drinking a beer when you mm-hmm. over here gap seating when you sweet arden with the pastor or the deacon you know, mm-hmm. when you lying and stealing somebody mail, like it, my sin is not no greater than your sin. Yeah, I, I was a murderer, you know, but I repented. Like, mm-hmm. I am a creature in Christ. You better try hard, leave me. And at the end of the day, when I answer for that sin, it's not going to be to you because I have already repented. But you cannot be judging me yeah. on your past life and you are currently and actively living a life of sin because you, what, what you think you're doing? Yeah, it may be a small sin, but guess what? You, in your mind, let me say that. It may be a small sin in your mind. But no sin is greater than the next. You will be judged for that too. Mind yeah. business. Mm-hmm. I think too, that's what people forget to realize. Oh, I just tell a little white lie, you know. But that one over there, Johnny is a murderer. You're in the hell. No, no, no. Because no one, no man knows when man and God reconciles. Right. Right. And that's that's a big thing. Like we have to try to keep our eyes on our own paper, mind the business that pays you. Because we, we and then two people who looking at the people in church and feeling some type of way, it stop looking at religion and stop looking at people, it's relationship. Get your relationship <laughs> with God. And people say that they don't need church or they don't need to go to church. But let me just tell y'all, don't forget don't forsake the assembling. You know? mm-hmm. Hebrews ten twenty five. There you go. So, yeah, you may not want to be associated with these people, but again, you may be the light somebody needs. So, go to church, okay? Go to church. <laughs> but then again, do not be. The whole thing is you be in the world, but not of the world. If you see that's what's going on there, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You just don't let it creep into you. You keep Jesus in you, and you you good. Keep God in you, and you good. Mm-hmm. You said for life. Yes. Now, I did have another um, aspect of this. But like you said, no notes. And I don't remember. I know. I know you do. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was. I honestly don't. But um, do, do you have anything else you'd like to say? I think that's it. You know, I just want to encourage people to, well, for those that are saved, to continue to fight the good fight, continue to trust and believe in God, read read his word and continue to believe in his word because he is a man. He is no man that he should repent, nor I, I always just mix up the scripture. He is not man that he should repent, nor the son of man that he should lie. Everything God says will and shall come to pass once you continue to put your faith in him, believe and trust in him. And for those that are not saved, I want to encourage you to start off small. Like Avery said in the beginning, being saved is not something that happens overnight. It's a process, uh, everyday battle, crucifying your flesh. But when you put your heart in it and your mind in it and you give it your all, God is literally 
choosing God is literally the best decision one can make in their life. That is so true. And I want to concur with you. I think you gave all the encouragement that somebody would need. But let me just add that mm-hmm. move out of your way if you are in your own way, if you are your own mountain, move out of the way. If you are someone else's mountain, move out of their way. If you are living a less than holy lifestyle and you claim to be a believer and you genuinely wish to serve God with your whole heart, soul, and mind, do that, do that, do that, do that, do that. Because you don't know who is watching you. I know plenty times um, people come to me and they tell me, you know, you encourage me and you do this and you do that. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it puts an extra level of accountability on myself because here I am having people looking up to me that I did not even know. And I don't want them to fall by the wayside. I don't want them mm-hmm. to be disappointed in me. Yeah, I'm not living for nobody, but at the same time, I don't want to be the cost of nobody's life. I don't want to be the cost that somebody or the reason that somebody decides to move away from God. Like, I want to be that light. We are called to be the salt of the earth. You could imagine being seasonless salt. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Seasonless salt. Mm, I, I'll spread that out so quick because I want my food to be seasoned. Yeah. You want to be sa- you want it savory. Yes. So I would encourage you to continue to be the salt of the earth. If you don't believe in God, I'm not going to tell you believe in God. You can die. Because you can find that out yourself. I ain't going to tell you that. Mm-hmm. You know that already. It's okay. But I would say, you know, do do whatever works for you. And I pray that you do find God because he is the way to truth in the life. Like, it's no way to spin around that. It's no way to jump over it. It is what it is. And I pray that your faith is expanded in this entire ordeal. I pray that it brought revelation and clarity to something that you may have been struggling with. Or if you believe that it's going to help somebody else, share it with them and let, let it bring some revelation to them. You know, you don't know who you're going to bless with nothing. So just share. Um, again, continue to fight the good fight. That's what you say, right, Tazi? Yes, I did. Yeah. And yeah, any last words before I close this out? Last, last words. Last words. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, thank it you. It was a pleasure. Having thank you for having me. Have you? Thank you for <laughs> time. Time is, you know, valuable. And here you are giving it is what God gave you to the people. We don't have no cash apps. We ain't looking for no money. This is just us doing the work of the Lord. We ain't looking for no fame, daddy. No. It ain't even understand that daddy is a Bahamian term. Because <laughs> we do have listeners all over. I saw, um, I can't remember, but I know it's a couple places in the United States and then one um, in Canada. And then one in a country that I can't remember. Uh, in addition to the Bahamas. But I, I know it was the Bahamas, right? So again, thank you guys. I love you guys. I really appreciate your time and spending rocking with us vibing with us and hearing what it is that we have to say well what god has to say through his vessel um have a great day we love you bye bye